You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, what a win. Probably our best win in many years, um, beating the top-placed Bulldogs. Uh, and when even ourselves doubted that, mate, last week, and uh, the Bombers gave us a ray of hope to, for things to come. Bloody oath, mate. Uh, you know, first win against the Dogs since 2014, would you believe? So... Uh, it's great to break that hoodoo. And as you say, mate, um, you know, after last week, you're pretty sure most people wrote us off in terms of finals campaign, but we're still alive. Um, you know, obviously uh, things have to sort of fall our way now in terms of results, um, but we still do have it largely in our hands. You know, we've got Gold Coast this week and then Collingwood next week to finish up the season. Uh, so wins against those two sides uh, give us every chance to make it in the finals. Um, but obviously, even though they're lower on the ladder, ladder than us, um, they're no certainty. So we certainly have to bring our A game for both games coming up. Yeah, and the Giants, uh, sorry, the Suns did very well against Carlton. Um, and Carlton had to win that to maintain their finals hopes. And the Suns did it pretty comfortably in the end. Um, so, yeah, it was certainly not one to be taken lightly and I guess the big thing is that um, we're still waiting for the venue um, we are due to play it up in Queensland uh, so I'll be interested to see if that is going to go ahead that way or will we have some luck and actually get to play a game that was going to be away back in Melbourne Well you'd have to say with the current lockdown situation mate it'd be pretty doubtful that it'd be played up there but yeah, you never do know. You can never take anything for granted these days. So um, yeah, I guess the boys will have to wait and see. But I guess in the meantime, they stay in Melbourne. Uh, and if it is to, um, yeah, we do have to venture out of state for this game. Uh, it should only be for the one match, given that uh, Collingwood will be in Melbourne. So, yeah, I guess that'll be uh, left to be seen. And I guess while we mention it, we're currently ninth um, with a percentage of 103.4. Now, above us uh, is the West Coast Eagles. Uh, they're a game ahead but with a percentage of only 95.9. And, and they are playing tonight against Melbourne. Um, so you'd have to say Melbourne's a good chance to beat them. Mm. Um, they then go on and play the Derby the following week and then round out their season with a game against the Brisbane Lions. Now, if we were to win both our games uh, against Collingwood and the Suns, and the uh, Eagles dropped two of theirs. Um, that's a, a good chance that we could, uh, it, well, we would surpass them. And, and alternatively, the Tigers, who are 10th spot, will play the 8th spot uh, Giants this week. Um, and obviously, that's a pivotal game for both clubs. Mm. Uh, a win for the Giants will mean that uh, Richmond's chances of finals go out the door, which is amazing when you think they've won you know, three of the last four premierships, to think that they wouldn't even make the finals, um, you know, is a real reality now. Um, and alternatively, if Richmond do beat the, uh, the Giants, um, their only hope of making the finals would be uh, the Eagles dropping two of their three games, as I mentioned, or Essendon dropping a game. So, um, as you say, mate, if we do our part and win our last two, uh, on the laws of probability, uh, we'd have a good chance of making the finals this year, which is yeah, absolute credit to the club and 
Um, we said early in the start, uh, start of the season, mate, we just couldn't see that. We thought this was a mm. development year. And yep. uh, when we had Robert Shaw on, he reminded us, no, yeah, yeah, dare, yeah, dare, to, dare to hope, dare to wish. Um, you know, why can't they make the finals? And Robert Shaw, if, if you're listening, you were correct. And um, you know, whilst we're not there yet, um, we're certainly giving ourselves a good job, opportunity to get there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're happy to admit on this occasion, maybe we were... We were, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, nah, so oh, I guess it uh, all remains to be seen. An interesting couple of rounds coming up. Um, there'll be some cracker games. Obviously, that Richmond uh, GWS game will be an absolute belter. Uh, yeah, even the even the Derby um, Frio and West Coast should be um, fairly hard fought. I mean, um, Frio certainly wouldn't be doing any favors for West Coast, um, so it won't be any lady armies there. In that game, um, and so plenty of plenty of uh, sides still in that rough finals contention, but also uh, the sides you know trying to battle to win those spots in the top four for that double chance. So um, yeah, some good games of footy coming up. So really looking forward to that. And I'll just say it now. Um, pleased to say, uh, Adam Sard, you won't be playing finals this year. <laughs> so I'm glad that you've moved on to the greener pastures, and I hope you're enjoying your time at Carlton. Um, mate, as we move on, uh, what a, we, as we said, we, it was a great game to, to actually get the victory. But uh, if we go into the game at the start of it, uh, there's some worrying signs. The Bulldogs had it all the play. Yeah, they did, mate. Um, you know, I think we just got a bit excited. I mean, we were, there was plenty of zip and we were yeah, pressuring uh, the ball carrier. But, you know, we just overextended ourselves, you know, trying to run forward and then the dogs were able to work it up the other end and uh, basically pick us apart. And I got their first goal when Bruce took a mark over Laverde's head. Um, you know, it has to be said, he, he just out-positioned Lav and had too much height on him. Uh, so I was able to take a relatively easy mark there and kick it through. Um, fortunately, though, we worked out the next clearance and Zach Merritt delivered it beautifully to Francis, who took a really nice mark. And after he uh, had the yips last week, mate, he went back and slotted it to have things even up. It was a promising start for Aaron Francis. Um, you know, we, we both questioned, you know, how was it going to work him playing, you know, basically out of the goal square as a full forward. Um, he's, he's not the biggest body um, in terms of, you know, a key position. But, uh, yeah, he took a really strong mark uh, and went back and kicked that goal. Um, we know Aaron's a confidence player. So you surely that would have helped him um, settle into the game. Absolutely. Uh, we then saw Dev Smith give away a really silly free kick up the field, again with one of those errant punches after the dogs play a kick the footy. And, I'm, yeah, I'm getting pretty tired of it. It's not good enough, and he really needs to get dropped if he's going to keep up with that nonsense, I'd have to say. Uh, you know, just on that, mate, mm. just I'll jump in. I actually saw a, an angle of that. And um, yeah, you do see the swinging arm, but on the actual uh, video, it doesn't look like it made contact to the midriff. So uh, I think it was more the action, um, and that's what he needs, to, as you say, get out of yeah. his game. Yeah, because whether it, hit, whether it hits him or not, he, yeah. you know, he's not he's not impacting the plays. You know, he's not he's not yeah. being tough by doing that stuff. Um, get it out of your game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look, you know, they moved it up their end, and Liberatore had a shot for goal. Um, but uh, that shot was a miss. Uh, and then 
Dev Smith actually seemed to cop, cop a bit of a corky or something after that and had to go off to get some attention from the trainers. Um, he did come back later on the quarter and looked okay. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit worrying at the time. Um, and around that same time, though, we saw, I think it was Cordy for them. Uh, you know, he just broke the tackles of Cox and Waterman far too easily, uh, which allowed the dogs to get out of a pretty high-pressure situation. And I think that's an area of our game we really, really need to lift on. Uh, making those tackles stick. Uh, unfortunately, though, the dogs ended up working it up their end, and Eastern Wood was able to snap one through for their second. Yeah, it was a it was a good goal in in chaos traffic, you know. Like, it was kind of bobbling around that area of the ground, and um, as you say, mate, we one of the things that was standing out was that our uh, inability to hold our tackles. Um, we're getting wrong footed a lot by the Bulldogs, and uh, yeah, Eastern Wood had the you know, fortune. Uh, fortunate enough to actually snap that goal or, you know, directly in front. and mm-hmm. um, But there was lots of pressure around the ball. We just couldn't hold the tackles. And, yeah. Um, that's an area we, we need to improve, especially you know, as we move into the last couple of games. Yeah. Uh, now, the dogs kept pressing, and after another entry to them, Ugal Hagen was paid a free kick with Stuart's hand very lightly in his back. Uh, now, from the screen, it looked like he was about 15 metres out straight in front, but he... Uh, hit the post with his kick. So we were very fortunate there. It was uh, a bit of a theme of the game, wasn't it? Um, yeah. as, as we keep discussing, uh, discussing it, but we did get some, um, you know, some lucky, um, yeah, usually the opposition will kick, you know, gun barrel straight, but the Bulldogs kept giving us looks. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, unfortunately, though, um, not long later, with the Dogs again pressing hard, Bruce was able to get his hands on the footy right near the goal square and snap it through. For their third, uh, we got the next clearance though with Stringer delivering it over the top to Dylan Clark, uh, but his cl- his kick was offline for just the one behind. Then there was a uh, brilliant bit of play where we worked the ball around on the wing and then Shield dump kicked it into our forward fifty, uh, and with two dogs under it, Francis came in from the side and took a huge mark. Um, we then moved it around a bit and then Cutler pumped it to the pocket where Francis got a hand on it and was paid the free as he was interfered uh, in the marking contest. Unfortunately, he missed, but, um, yeah, it was a really good endeavour by Francis there. So um, who knows? There might be a, the making of a forward in him yet. Yeah, he nearly plucked it. <laughs> um, the dogs tried to move it up their end, but then uh, Cutler made a huge tackle, which made them uh, spill the ball. And I thought it was really good intent by Cutler. Uh, the dogs were able to lap it up, though, and pumped it inside 50, but... Then Lav and Redmond, in consecutive efforts, uh, spoiled the ball out of Dogs' hands before Stringer nailed Shaki in a tackle uh, to stop their forward thrust on that occasion. So really good defensive play by the boys. And as we got it up forward, we just couldn't get a clear entry. Uh, the dog, Dogs kept dumping it out. and There was some great effort by Cutler to spoil the ball uh, and to get it going our way. And he later had a shot for goal, which missed, but um, again was... Good intent from him. Um, and in the last two minutes of that quarter, the dogs had another entry and Bruce was able to mark it in the pocket on a fairly tight angle, uh, but we rushed it through uh, on that occasion. Um, we then had an opportunity when Parrish pumped it forward uh, to the flank where Stringer took a nice mark. Uh, he wasn't able to find a target inside 50 though, but look, after it could have been a... Pretty ugly quarter for us. Um, we were pretty lucky, as you said, James, for them to, to miss those opportunities. And uh, 
We ended up losing that quarter. Leo was one goal, two, eight to the dogs, three goals, three, 21. Uh, but I thought it was good we were able to limit the scoring as uh, they really pressured us hard. And as I said, it could have got really ugly. Yeah. Um, I just felt like, you know, uh, we were just trying to hold our position in the game. Like, you know, I think the Bulldogs had done their best to kind of blow us away early. Um, but as you say, uh, just some missed tackles probably hurt us. But uh, apart from that, yeah, we were, our endeavour was fantastic. And, um, you know, their inability to finish um, kept us in the game. But, uh, you know, after the first goal of the second quarter to Aaron Norton, uh, with 47 seconds into the ga- uh, quarter, um, I was starting to get a bit worried, mate. Yeah, absolutely, mate. He, you know, the dogs ripped it straight out of the centre and Norton ended up with a mark in the pocket. And he dubbed the goal and it was a very good kick, you'd have to say. Uh, very talented forward, Norton. Um, but look, we got the next clearance, though, with uh, Stringer trying to bust his way through. Uh, but as the ball spilled, uh, Durham was able to get his hands out to Parrish, who hit Francis in the pocket, who took a really nice mark and kicked a very classy goal. And, mate, after his game last week, he really showed what he could offer as a forward uh, with their first two goals of the game. Uh, then Bruce took a mark for them outside 50, but his kick missed everything. We then uh, worked it nicely up the middle of the ground with Nick Hind trying a bit of a run and he actually tripped up over his own feet in the process. Uh, but he did get it out to Snelling, who kicked it to Durham, who kicked it tight in the pocket to Peter Wright and big two-metre Peter. Kicked a lovely goal from about 35 metres out. Yeah, he was a, a great kick for goal, as we know, for um, for the match. But, you know, none of his goals were... You know, Gimmies, were they? So uh, apart from probably the one where he runs in. But, yeah, that one was a nice start to his day, um, adding to the scoreboard. Absolutely. Um, you know, the dog's got the next chance when, again, Hunter, uh, he delivered it beautifully to Norton, about 35 metres out on a fair angle. Um, yeah, fortunately, his kick was offline. We then worked it end-to-end with a nice kick from Cutler to Durham, who popped it over to Hind, and we eventually got it inside of 50 with Dev Smith, kicking a nice pass to Peter Wright, who marked, but it was paid not 15, and the ball was shuffled over the side. Uh, We eventually got the ball back, and Draper was able to take a big mark in the pocket, and the big bloke went back and slotted it to bring us back within two points. Just his work rate, Draper's work rate. um, You saw him run through the middle of the ground um, to get down into that opportunity, and it was a really, you know, Contested pass, so well done to Drapes uh, for his work rate. Mm. Uh, up the other end, uh, you know, Bonton Pally fed Norton again, but Norton missed another shot. Uh, but they got another goal soon after with Johannesson, who'd been kept fairly quiet, you have to say. Um, you know, he tried to run in for goal, but had Cutler hot in his tail, so he passed it out to Trelaw, who duly snapped it uh, to have them nine points up. Uh, then Shield tried to rip the ball out of the centre after Draper smashed it uh, for him to run onto it, but he wasn't able to bust through. But got it out to Clark, who popped it up in the air, but the ball was held in, so we had a ball up. Uh, but Peter Wright, who was blocked in the ruck, uh, he was paid the free and went back to slot his second of the game to get us back within three points. Yeah, and on the replay, mate, uh, whoever they didn't nominate a ruck, I'm not sure, but there wasn't much in that. So, um nah. Um, that was one of the lucky ones, you know. We usually get reamed by the umpires, but uh, yeah, with that one, um, 
it was paid as a block, but um, mm. when you looked at it, unless they didn't nominate the right ruckman, I didn't see much of a block there, mate. No, I think it was like Josh Shackey looked to be standing in the wrong place at the wrong time and yeah. he got done. Uh, but look, next it was Stringer's turn to take the clearance and he pumped it very long into the pocket and Peter Wright again stood up. Uh, he took a big, strong grab about 30 metres out on the angle and he kicked it absolutely beautifully to have us hit the front. Yeah, uh, there was Ripper um, and Stringer was... Yeah, he hadn't had much of the ball, but he was starting to have a real impact out of those clearances and you know, pumping the ball forward, but always to our goal side of our um, of our our attacking player. So, um, you know, there are things that you know, really need to be taken into account. He, he gets quality possessions out of the middle. Yep. Uh, now, we got the next forward entry, but weren't able to make much of it. But as Dale tried to roost it out of there, Guelphie made an excellent spoil to keep the ball in our hands. Uh, so just great effort there from Guelphie. Um, the dogs got it out eventually, but we basically set up a wall. And in the end, Tipper was able to take a mark in the pocket from a well-weighted kick from Cutler. Uh, and Tipper kicked through a very nice goal to stretch our lead to nine points. Yeah, we started to get some real momentum. Um, and, of course, you know, the last thing you want after you start to get a little bit of dominance is a red time goal, mate. And unfortunately, um, you know, as we've seen many times in the past, uh, that happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Johannesson marked the ball right on 50 and he was good enough to kick it through to have them only three points down. Uh, and with under a minute, the dogs controlled the footy and were able to move it side to side, um, you know, from one, one side of the ground to the other. And Williams kicked an absolute worm burner inside 50 and Scott, for them, was good enough to take the mark, but not good enough to kick it as he missed everything. And we finished the half up by three points, seven goals, two, 44 to the Dogs, six goals, five, 41. Yeah, it was a really good position to be in. Um, you know, mind you, we liked a little bit further a lead. We'd rather preferred uh, not to let them get that last goal. But um, I don't know, I just had a little bit of confidence about myself Um particularly how the Bulldogs had started the game, um, just how we'd worked our way into it. Um, but, uh, you know, I was just hopeful that, uh, you know, the second half uh, we could maintain it because we'd seen in the last uh, few games, mate, our second half, you know, ha- haven't been as strong. Yeah, you know, where we've mm. started pretty well against Sydney um, and, and they overwhelmed us in the end. Yeah. Um, mind you, we were in the game, obviously, right to the end, but, um, they still had a big third quarter, and um, that was what I was fearful of uh, in this game. Uh, is the Bulldogs are talented enough to put us to the torch? But uh, mm. yeah, we we started the game, and uh, sorry, started the, the third quarter, and we had the first shot of goal through uh, Dev Smith. Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, um, like there was a like Harry snap on goal from Dev Smith, uh, but it hit the post. Uh, yeah, the one before it was hind. He had a ping for about 50 out, but it was touched and uh, hit the outside outside post to no score. Um, yeah, it was sort of funny that start to the term because the ball just went from one into the other with plenty of pressure, but no one was able to make good use of it. Um, but as the ball made its way down there in though, after a 50-metre penalty being paid on Parrish for moving off the mark, Bontempelli hit Norton right on 50. But uh, again, mate, he hit the post. 
Yeah, Norton kicked one goal three at that point of the game, and um, yeah, he's he is a player that when he has his um, radar in, he can be quite accurate. But um, mm. yeah, again, um, yeah, they they're shots that we were thankful they were not taken. Absolutely, mate. Uh, Look, there was some more ping-pong footy uh, going one end to the other. But then after Stewart made a great smother to save a goal from Edwards, we just weren't able to get it out of their 50. And when Ridley was tackled when he kicked it, uh, the ball unfortunately went straight to Easton Wood, who passed it to Liberatore about 40 metres out. And he ran in slightly closer and dobbed it for the dogs to uh, take back the lead. Yeah, but so I reckon that was about a 10-minute mark of that quarter. Mm. Um, and... As you say, mate, it was the first goal. So uh, unlike the Sydney game where it really opened up and it was a bit of a goal fest, this game was more, you know, played, um, you know, as you say, ping-pong back left and right off screen. And, uh, yeah, the Dogs got the first bite, but pleasingly we um, we responded. Yeah, we certainly did, mate. Um, you know, Dev Smith, um, you know, got that free after Shaki got him high in the tackle and, from 25 metres out, straight in front. Um, he went back and kicked it, which was which was excellent. It was sort of interesting, though, because, you know, getting that clearance, uh, Merritt had the footy and he was tackled and uh, he wasn't able to get the boot on it. And I thought, really, he should have been done for incorrect disposal, uh, mm. but it was allowed to play on. So, again, that's another instance, mate, where we were um, uh, sort of kissed on the proverbial there um, to... To allow that to play on. Um, and we got the next clearance with Shield running out of the centre. Uh, but his kick inside 50 was absolutely woeful and went straight to a couple of dogs players. Um, I mean, I'm just putting that down to, you know, still a bit of rust on his game. Uh, it was at least good to see him uh, get a bit of that run back. Uh, but then we just had a bit of luck when Draper ripped the ball out of a ball up just on 50 and he slammed it on the boot towards goal. And it just bounced awkwardly over the dogs' defenders' heads, and Guelph, who was able to get the easiest of goals as it fell in his lap in the goal square. Yeah, and um, it's pleasing to see uh, Guelph get a, a gift like that because he does all the one percenters, mate. Uh, it's almost like the footy gods were giving him a nice one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, then uh, Stringer got in on the act. He tucked the ball under his arm and tried to burst out of the square. Uh, he ended up having to handball to Zach Merritt and um, uh, he ended up kicking beautifully to Waterman, um, but he wasn't able to convert on this occasion and just managed behind. Uh, then the dogs moved it up toward their forward 50 and Draper tried to collect it, but he sort of looked a bit like Bambi on ice there. It uh, wasn't able to control the footy. English, on the other hand, was able to scoop it up and he passed to Eagle Hagen, who was able to run in a goal for the dogs. Yeah, um, just with drapes there, he, as you say, mate, he did look a bit like Bambi on ice. Um, yeah, he just probably needed to hold, you know, not go to ground. Um, there's a look going to ground in that situation, uh, you can't really win from it. The umpire's even going to call that you're holding it in, or um, you know, so he's probably better to try and paddle it um, around towards the you know towards the boundary line as, or as close to it as he could. But um, mm. yeah, unfortunately, going to ground uh, gave them free reign of it. Absolutely. Um, look, their next entry came when English took a mark in the pocket. Um, his shot on goal was shallow, but Bruce marked it just to the side of the square, but he missed from the tight angle there. Down Arian, though, 
we had a really good run of play where Merritt pumped it to the wing, which was collected by Durham. He passed to Smith. He passed to Tipper, who handballed it to Peter Wright near the goal square, and he waltzed in to kick his fourth. Hey, that was a, a really good team effort, that one. Um, yeah, really good connection. And, uh, to see Peter Wright kick four goals, uh, you know, uh, and, they, and they mentioned it a lot, mate, for a, a future fourth-round pick last mm. year. Uh, so that it'll be picked this year. And as they said in the commentary, mate, it might not even be used. Yep. So, um, uh, and, and to top that off, mate, which I don't think they have mentioned, the Gold Coast Suns are actually playing a significant portion of his uh, wage as well. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, the Suns, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, our next goal was an absolute beauty when uh, Draper got the tap from a boundary throw and sent it to Parrish, who collected the footy and bent it like Beckham for an absolute ripper of a goal to have us 15 points up. That's uh, all class. Um, you know, Darce definitely knows his way around goals and um, just a, a great tap. Uh, just the way he collected the ball and just snapped that goal was fantastic. And you know, it wasn't the easiest kick at all. It was you know really classy. And um, yeah, we, we've seen him do that a number of times. Certainly have, mate. And uh, hopefully see lots more of it in future. Uh, the next bit of play though was both good and frustrating, um, as our defender stood up really well against a rush from the dogs. Uh, but Hind kicked it across goal and it went straight to McRae uh, and he delivered it to Bontempelli about 40 metres out straight in front. Luckily, he missed, but um, it was a real shame we gave up that shot on goal. Um, the dogs kept pushing, though, and we had to rush through another point for them. So it was it was good at least that our defenders weren't losing their bundles. But, um, yeah, kicking across goal, uh, probably not highly recommended in that situation. Uh, but then... Uh, then it sort of looked like Bruce was going to run into an open goal. Um, but he sort of kicked it from the top of the goal square and it slammed right into the post from, yeah, about 10 metres out. It was, uh, yeah, sort of rather bizarre to see. Um, but then as we tried to get the kick out, Redmond uh, kicked it to Zach Merritt and it wasn't paid with the umpire saying not 15. And, yeah, they were pretty hot on that all game. And I sort of wonder, you know, yeah where they were getting their sort of measurements from, because some of the kicks looked to be going at, you know, at least 20 metres, uh, but they were pretty pretty harsh with their judgments. Um, yeah, we did uh, well initially to fight it out out of their 50, but then a turnover at half back allowed Trelaw to get the footy in, outside um, 50 there. And his, his kick was marked by English right on the behind line, and he missed as well. So they'd had plenty of shots, but couldn't make us pay, which is very fortunate for us. And in the death of that quarter, we had one last entry, but weren't able to hit a target inside 50. So we finished up the uh, third term up by 11 points. So 11 goals, 470 to the dogs, eight goals, 11, 59. Yeah, that last few minutes, uh, you know, it was totally owned by the Bulldogs and, you know, had four behinds, mate. Um, and, you know, uh, we've kind of gifted them a few shots as well from there, as you say, with turnovers and so forth. So, again, we're pretty lucky that they didn't take uh, their maximum opportunities. But, uh, mm. yeah, we're definitely under the pressure. But I think the best thing from that third quarter, mate, um, we laid 21 tackles in that quarter. Mm. Uh, the Bulldogs laid nine. So uh, that just shows you what kind of uh, defensive rate was going on in that um Third term for the Bombers to stay within the you know 
within a, within the reality of actually trying to beat the top place side. It was done through grit, which um, Truck has talked about. You know, adding that blue collar uh, you know, work ethic, and mm. um, yeah, it was definitely an example of that in that third quarter. Absolutely, and uh, going into the fourth, our quarter started very nicely. Uh, Peter Wright had moved up the ground and marked it at halfback for that release kick. He then kicked it to a contest, but it was punched out of bounds. Now, in that time, Peter Wright floated back forward, and when Draper won the tap, we worked it around, and Redmond chucked it on the boot, and Peter Wright marked it about 40 metres out on a slight angle, and he went back and kicked his fifth of the game. It was just great to see that sort of work rate from Peter Wright, and got to love that goal kicking, mate. Yeah, yeah, his kicking looks so pure. Um, And that matched a career high, five goals, so... Um, yeah, it, it was certainly you know, when you're talking about we're in the first couple of minutes of that last term and you got five goals, I'm sure the confidence was starting to build. Absolutely. Uh, up the other end, though, Tipper had a bit of a brain fade when uh, Duray marked a dump kick out of their out of their fifty, and Waller just slapped it out of his hands to give him a fifty metre penalty, um, which made it a certain goal for the Dogs. Uh, yeah, Tipper went off straight after that, so. Yeah, whether it was just a reflex thing, um, who knows what he was thinking. But, uh, yeah, they made us pay. Uh, and then in quick time, Tim English was able to take a mark inside 50 after some precision kicking around the ground by the dogs. Uh, and he put it through to have them back within a goal. Um, you know, just five points down with 15 minutes to go. And you thought, oh, bloody hell, are we going to lose it after all this? Uh, but then Jake Stringer got back involved, taking the ball out of the square and, Seeking the boot into it where Waterman was able to take a really nice mark in the pocket right on the boundary. Now, it was a tough, tough assignment, but the uh, right side for a left footer, and he went back and kicked it straight through with a beautiful kick. Yeah, I feel like he needed to kick that one, uh, Waterman. Like He'd kind of struggled in the senior side you know, you know, the last few times he's been there, um, and sometimes he's tried to dish it off. Um, and I was glad he took the responsibility of going back and kicking you know, what was a very important goal when the mm. Bulldogs were coming. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see Alex really back himself in more. Um, mm. And I know he's probably trying to fit into the team ethics and so forth, but he's a goal kicker, mate. And, um, yeah, I just feel like he needs to you know, do that more. But yep. um, yeah, it was a great kick for him. Absolutely. Uh, now, next up, uh, Snelling got an opportunity basically in the same place where Waterman had just kicked his goal, uh, but he managed just the minor score. Uh, and then we saw Waterman get the ball on the wing and he made a beautiful pass to Francis. Um, it was really important, actually, because he, he lowered his eyes and looked for a good option. Um, you know, he's right on the wing, so he, it would have been easy just to blaze away and uh, just try and hit and hope. But uh, no, made that beautiful pass to Francis and he uh, popped it over the top to Peter Wright, who marked it right on 50 it was on a, on a fair angle, mind you, but he bloody kicked it, mate. His sixth goal, what a performance. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah he was gun barrel uh, straight. And yeah, all these goals, as I said, mate, only one of them I think was a lay down bazaar. But, uh, yeah, that, that one there was just a ripper. And it wasn't on his right side, I don't believe. Um, and he did, mm. a, did a beautiful kick. Certainly was. Uh, and then we saw Durham get the ball on the wing and he delivered it beautifully. Again, to Peter Wright, the man, right yeah. on 50. Uh, and he just caught fire, mate, uh, lined up for his seventh goal, and he never looked like missing it. 
as he kicked it straight over the goal umpire's hat to have us four goals up with under nine minutes to go. Yeah, well, I was just gobsmacked, you know. Um, you know, when you get a player like Peter Wright who didn't manage to get a single game for the Gold Coast Suns, uh, which is hard to believe, isn't it, last year, mm-hmm. considering that, you know, where they finished on the ladder, um, you can't even find one game for this guy. And then to watch him kick seven goals against you know, the top of the ladder team, um, you know, you've got to wonder what, what development they'll do it into Peter Wright. Absolutely, mate. Uh, but look, uh, we benefited the end, so happy with that. Uh, we then had another chance for goal, but after Stringer ran towards 50, he gave it off to Dev Smith, and we had blokes open all around the shot, including Peter Wright, ready for the pass, but... Uh, Smith decided to take it on himself and had a shallow snap at goal and the dogs worked it out very easily. And It was a really wasteful chance there as we really should have got a goal from that. Yeah, he had Zach Merritt there too, mate. And Zach Merritt would have just strolled into that. So, yeah, I hope Dev learns from that. I think he just wanted to get involved in the scoreboard. But, um, yeah, Dev's got to be better than that. and got to give that off. Yeah. Uh, the dogs then had a chance when Anthony Scott for them copped a bit of a nudge in the back from Hindy. Uh, but he missed with under five minutes left and uh, we were 23 points up. Unfortunately, though, after we kicked it out on the full and handed them back the footy, Bruce was able to take a big mark just outside their goal square and went back to kick it to bring them back uh, within 18 points. Uh, then the umps started playing funny buggers, I have to say, mate. Uh, we saw Bonton Pally come charging through their forward 50 and pick up the pill. But when Shield tackled him, he dropped the ball and then got taken to ground. And I would have thought you should reward the tackler there. But in any case, Bonton Pally was paid the free uh, and kicked the goal to bring him back within two straight kicks. Oh, I was ropeable, mate. I just like, um, I just felt, yeah, these umpires, like, reward the tackler. You don't want dangerous tackles, right? That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Well, pay the tackle when they're, when they're actually done legally. Um and as you said, mate, later on, you'll get another free kick. Um, and they said it was a dangerous tackle mm. against Pontepalli. Now, the only reason that they could even presume that is because he was caught um, you know, moments earlier, but the umpire refused to blow the whistle. And, yeah. of course, when he goes to the ground, um, he only has to you know, drop his head and it looks dangerous. Yeah. That no, was a bit ridiculous, but... Uh... Look, after that, um, you know, we got a rush behind. Uh, yeah, it would have been good to get a goal, but at least that meant we led by 12 points, so the Dogs would need at least three scoring shots if they wanted to win. Uh, and then we saw Redman wrap Bontempelli up in a tackle and brought him to ground. And again, that was paid. Dangerous tackle to Bontempelli. Uh, fortunately, though, we got the footy back, and as we kicked it forward, Peter Wright marked it just outside 50 and look, after he'd already kicked seven and eight, you thought he might be in with a shot here, but his kick went wide and we saw uh, English, you know, he's basically open by himself. Uh, but he, instead of taking the mark there, he double-fisted it out of bounds. Uh, so it worked for us, uh, gobbled up a bit more time on the clock and uh, we ended up just getting a rush behind from that entry. But, uh, yeah, it was sucking up valuable time and we were now 13 points up with a minute to go. And from there, we moved the ball around, playing a bit of keepings off, and eventually the sirens sounded to see us win the bloody game, mate. 
15 goals, 7, 97 to the Dogs, 12 goals, 12, 84. Yeah, fantastic win by the boys. Um, you know, full of admiration for them. Uh, you know, I went into the game, you know, really not seeing how we could win. As you said, we hadn't beaten them since uh, 2014. We'd lost players during the week, you know, in our captain, Heppel. Um, and, you know, obviously Langford. Langford. Yeah. So, you know, it was just where was the where was this going to come from? This kind of performance, uh, and yeah, just so pleasing the way the boys did it. Just uh, how connected they seem, mate. You know, you see them when they sing the song, mate. They all just seem so close. And um, that was one of the criticisms last year in the hub that we were kind of a disconnected team. Um, mm. We certainly don't feel that anymore. Nah, nah. Tell you what, mate. I love seeing Draper in there. Uh, <laughs> had the uh, had the mask over his eyeballs and was doing all sorts of sorts of funny stuff in there. And yeah, you just love to see the the energy a bloke like that sort of brings to brings to the side. Everyone would be getting around each other. Um, and it, I guess the the big thing that um, I suppose the quantifiable thing you can see from that, James, is blokes who um, you know. Previously, the knock on their game is they're not physical enough, or they're you know they're they're really low on confidence, so they don't go for their marks. Like we've seen guys like uh, you know obviously Stewart come in and play a real role for us. We've seen uh, Laverde you know come up and he's been one of the our best defenders all year. You'd have to say Peter Wright bobs up, kicks seven. He's and he's had some really important games um, for us. So all that sort of stuff. Cutler, you know, he's starting to back himself. He had a, a really good game for us. And I think, um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that a positive environment uh, really helps uh, harness and develop because, you know, if everyone's feeling good around themselves, everyone's going to back each other in, uh, you know, certainly it makes everyone walk a bit taller when they're going into contests. And, uh, you know, that's, it's just great to see in a total 180 from where we were at at the end of last season where you just thought, you know, the, you know, the sort of ass was falling out of the... Uh, the club, but um, now nah, we're we're in a, a really good space at the moment. At the end of the day, uh, you know whether we make finals or not now uh, is almost uh, beside the point because how we've developed as a side uh, and what yeah the the values we're seeing out there on the park week in week out um, yeah you, know, you just can't put a price on that. And um, full credit to the coaching committee. Um... Uh, especially truck, uh, you know, just to, just the way that, as I said, the team looks to be exactly that a team. Uh, and you know, uh, he's made brave calls at selection. You know, he's you know, you even think, mate, he's he's basically omitted Hooker, Zara, because these are you know senior players that in the past we would have just stuck to. Um, mm-hmm. And he's made those bold calls and. You know, he would have been held to task if, um, you know, if we, you know, obviously failed, you know, going forward and people would have said, where's Hooker? You know, he should be down mm. there. Um, but he, he's prepared to back his judgment and yeah, all credit to him and all credit to the boys. So fantastic win. Um, as I said, it gives us an opportunity for a chance to look at finals. And although we said this would be a development year, um, it'd be great to develop with a, a win and trying to break that streak of uh, losing finals, mate. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, that's a yeah. We broke a hoodoo of 
you know, seven years now. So uh, it'd be great to break one of 17 years. <laughs> I know, isn't it sad to say that? Um, all right, well, I guess we'll have a break, mate. And um, well, just one more thing I wanted to say on that. Um, usually it goes the other way. We only had 39 forward 50 entries, mate. Mm. And the Bulldogs had 60. Mm. So, um, yeah, to kick 15 goals out of 39 entries is bloody good effort. And, um, yeah, so well done to the boys. And I'm sure that would have frustrated uh, the Bulldogs, um, you know, just seeing how efficient we were inside 50, which has been one of our um, you know, negatives throughout the season. Yeah, I think the, the bigger frustration for them would have been how many goals they left out there in the park, you know, from hitting the post or them just being largely inaccurate in their kicking, like goals which they'd normally um, slot through, no worries. Uh, but as you say, mate, maybe it was those footy gods looking down on us. Yeah, it's been a while. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, we'll have a break and we'll come back with the votes for the Dom's Cast Medal. And you're listening to Don's Cast as we go through the Don's Cast medal votes. Mate, uh, as always, you get to start. Beautiful, mate. All right. Well, uh, this one was uh, a bit tough to do because there were a few players that put their hands up. Um, but for me, uh, with a one vote today going from the bottom, um, I had to give a vote to Sammy Draper. I thought he played um, just outstanding on the day. Uh, I thought he really won that. Uh, ruck battle uh, between he, he and English. And the bit I really liked about it was uh, he wasn't afraid, afraid to uh, throw his physicality around, um, really sort of dominated English, uh, certainly in those um, ruck contests around the ground, kind of pushed him away and often took the ball straight out of the contest there. Uh, had 39 hitouts, and I like the way he actually used the taps there. Like some of them he just punched forward and allowed blokes like Parrish and uh, shield to sort of run onto him. So really great, uh, effective ruck work there. Had the four clearances, uh, managed three marks, uh, only the 11 disposals, but, uh, you know, to kick a goal, have a goal assist, uh, I thought he had a real impact for us on the day. And, um, yeah, so I've awarded him with a one vote. Uh, two votes, I went for Jordan Ridley. Uh, just another really important game down there from Ridley, um, you know, in terms of possessions, like he only manages 17, but I thought he really stood up in the big moments. Uh, you know, took five big marks there, um, used the ball very well, as always. You know, went at 88% there. Eight intercept possessions, uh, five contested possessions. Um, and I thought, like, again, he just structures up so back, so well down back there. Um, so another excellent game from Ridley. So gave the two votes to uh, to him. Three votes, I went for Darcy Parrish. I thought um, he played a really solid game for us. Like, again, he's just an in and under beast. Uh, nine clearances, Jane. Uh, so fantastic work there. 28 disposals. Kicked that ripper of a goal, um, you know, with a, with a little curly there, as well as uh, getting a goal assist. Um, but to have nine score involvements, um uh, was just absolutely fantastic with four uh, inside 50s uh, with 11 contestant possessions. So um, 
no, another ripper of a game from, from Parrish. So uh, three votes to him. Uh, four votes. I went for Peter Wright. Uh, seven goals. Yeah, you, you can't ask anything more um, from your forward than that, mate. Uh, so, yeah, of his 10 possessions um, to... Uh, to get seven goals uh, is just absolutely fantastic. We're nine score involvements all up. Um, uh, and, yeah, it was just his ability to get involved, um, not only kicking those goals, but getting around the ground as well. Actually took seven marks, uh, a couple down back. And as I mentioned before, like his work rate, like he'd go down and assist in defence and then float his way down forward and take a big mark up there. So I thought he was fantastic on the day. So four votes for him, but with a five votes, I, I I thought Zach Merritt was, uh, was number one for us in the day. Obviously that's, that'll be contested. Uh, but these are the good, um, these are the good problems you like to have. Uh, yeah. Got 30 disposals, uh, but it was just how we used it. He was so effective. Uh, 14 kicks, 16 handball. So a lot of it uh, as part of that linking play, but he just worked so hard. Um, yeah. Got six marks, Four tackles, five clearances, uh, had a goal assist, um, and uh, with six score involvements, um, uh, seven score involvements rather at the end of the day, uh, and used the ball at uh, you know about 87 percent. So another fantastic game from Zach Merritt, and uh, yeah, as uh, as acting captain, he, he really stood up in the day. How about yourself, mate? How did you read the votes? Yeah, it was uh, contentious between uh, Peter Wright and, uh, you know, Zach Merritt. You know, they're both very good games, but totally different impacts. And, um, you know, I sided with Peter Wright for five. I mm. just felt those seven goals straight were um, you know, the difference in the game. And, Pretty big. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, but, um, but, yeah, it was very easy to give Zach Merritt four votes if you were going to make that decision. Because, mm. uh, you know, again, he just really controlled the play and um, used the ball so well, as you said, mate. And, um, you know, what a season it's been for him. Um, and just to have him recommit to the club, you know, it's just so fantastic to have him long-term. Um, yeah, I gave three votes to Jordan Ridley. I just felt his game was immense down back. Um, you know, I thought our back line as a whole held up pretty well, considering you know, the Bulldogs got 60 entries. Uh, there was players like Laverty and even Stewart and had a much better game. Um, yeah, but uh, I just felt Ridley was the, you know, the, the best of those. And, um, yeah, as we know, he's kicking so important. And, um, yeah, he had a good, really good game. Um, and, you know, then I gave two votes, mate, to Tom Cutler. Now, um, I never thought I would say that. Um, <laughs> I really didn't. Yeah, and it's not the, yeah, you know, I guess it is a backhander to him, but, I mean, hats off to Tom Cutler. You know, mm. Four or five weeks ago, mate, I thought his papers were stamped. Yep. Um, the club must see something in him and you know, they've rewarded him with games, but you know, he's just got better and better the last few weeks and you know, he's obviously building some confidence. I think that's always been his biggest challenge um, is to find some confidence, not double-guess, uh, you know, mm. second-guess himself. Um, had a 22 disposals, 17 kicks. Uh, five handballs, eight marks. So that means how, how hard he's working to you know, provide options and, and three tackles, mate. And that was the thing you never used to get a tackle. You used to look at his tackle rates and it was always you know, a maximum for him would be one. Now, yeah. I know it's only three, but that's an improvement and um, that's coming with his confidence. So well done, Tom Cutler. 
gave him two. And I just gave the one vote to Darcy Parrish. Again, um, he could have split that between so many players. I feel bad not giving Drapes one. You know, he was clearly had a great game. Um, Jake Stringer had an impact, and you know, you'd like to find him votes. Even players like Laverde and so forth, you know, you could easily find votes for him. But I gave Darcy Parrish for his, um, you know, that goal he kicked and also, you know, 28 disposals. Um, but him and Merritt are such a, you know, lethal duo. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's where we're at with my votes, mate. So I'd be interested to see, you know, with two games to go, how does the leaderboard look? Beauty, mate. So uh, as we go from the bottom, as always, so we've got two votes each to Shield, Cutler and Stewart, three votes to Phillips, four to Durham, five votes each to Francis and Jones, six votes each to Cox and Snelling, seven votes to Draper, 13 to Redmond, 14 to Perkins, Hooker and Wright on 15 votes, Tippers on 18, Langford on 21, Laverde on 24, McGrath on 26, Heppel on 29, Stringer on 42, Hind on 53, Ridley on 80 votes, Parrish on 96, and way out in front is Zach Merritt on 112 Don's Cast Medal votes. Yeah, well, Zach is uh, almost there, mate, to be the, the new medalist, isn't he? Um, yeah, is he stamping his authority, mate? Hey, he's stamping his authority there. Yeah, yeah, he certainly is. Um, uh, it's been a great season by both um, Merritt and Parrish. And um, gee, what a run home uh, Jordan Ridley's had too. You know, mm. um, you know, I think mid-season is a bit below where he was. You know, probably that concussion um, had an effect on him early in the season against Brisbane. Um, but yeah, he's finished the season yeah, brilliantly as well. So uh, it's really good to see. You know. A really good spread of votes, mate, um, which means, you know, you're getting a lot of impact from, um, you know, a majority of your squad. So good stuff there. All right, mate, we'll have another break and we'll come back this time with the By The Numbers segment. And you're listening to the Don's cast. They made news just to hand. Uh, Mason Redmond, and I'm not joking on this, by the way, <laughs> has been suspended for one game for that last quarter tackle on Marcus Bontempelli. How bloody ridiculous. Uh, like, I don't know what Redmond's supposed to do in that situation. It's, it's almost like the AFL is trying to rub out tackles completely. Um, just make it a free-flowing open game where people can run wherever they like with no physical contact, unless their name's Joel Selwood or uh, Buddy Franklin. Um, that's really disappointing to hear. I hope the club fights it uh, because that's that's an absolutely ludicrous decision there. As I said, mate, if they don't want these tackles to get like that, get the umpires to blow the bloody whistle and pay the free kick mm. for holding the ball quicker. Yep. Yeah. And you won't have that prolonged holding. And like I don't believe it was a dangerous tackle at all. I think Bond and Pally kind of flopped as well to kind of, yeah. you know, to show that, oh, yeah, look at that, it's a dangerous tackle. But, um, you know, how, how you can justify that you can give Mason Redmond a one-week suspension, yeah, Buddy Franklin can, you know, 
change the ball from one hand to the other and then swing the opposite hand, uh, sorry, opposite elbow to someone's head, and, but that's okay. So a mm. uh, really mixed messaging by the AFL and, you know, uh, or, yeah, as you said, mate, the club has to fight that. And um, I know we can't use, you know, one of the things they do, you can't use uh, other footages from other incidents, but, gee, um, you know, I, I know why that's in there because they'd be made to look so silly. But I'm pretty sure they have used that uh, before. I can't remember if it was for the Salwood incident or uh, Lance Franklin, but they used um, like previous incidents from earlier this season uh, as reasons why he shouldn't be suspended. So, like, I remember when um, when Zach Merritt uh, gave that love tap to uh, Silvani, um, you know, we were told then, no, nope, you can't use previous uh, previous things. So why can you use it for one instance and, and not another? Um, you know, unless it's just, you know, you're wearing red and black. Uh, but, uh, yeah, obviously being facetious there, but um, it just seems like there's there's rules for some and, and rules for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, disappointing news, but oh well. Let's get into by the numbers. And obviously, we'll start with Sam Draper. And mate, I, I feel ashamed I didn't give him a vote because he he played such a great game against a pretty good ruckman in Tim English. And um, yeah, you got him a vote, mate. So you did the right thing by him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is the thing when when a few blokes uh, you know put their hands up. I mean, and we still we give five votes, so uh, you know. Even then, sometimes it's hard to give enough. Imagine uh, if you could only give one, two, three. So, um, yeah, Sammy Draper played a, a really great game, and I'm just loving um, yeah, seeing him uh, out there and uh, really just uh, showing that physicality out there. And it's something we haven't seen from Renesson Ruckman for a long, long time. Um, yeah, for, for too long, we've seen, uh, you know, t- skilled and talented. Ruckman from other sides, uh, you know, tear us apart. Where you know, I'm sure uh, a more physical presence would um, would show that up. And uh, Draper actually um, showed that in spades, mate, and played a fantastic game. Yeah, a great game by Sammy. Um, Darcy Parish, we both found votes for, and again, you know, my recollection of that goal just keeps coming back to me. It was uh, ripper goal. Um, yeah, he's had a great season. And uh, it's pleasing to see even with Shield back, he's still getting those midfield minutes he deserves. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And he's he's doing the dirty work in there, uh, right in the engine room, getting out those clearances. So uh, absolutely fantastic uh, from Darcy Parrish and just so consistent across the season. So uh, another great game from him. Uh, Dev Smith, mate, he, um, look, he's, he's playing better than he was, I think, um, midway through the season. Uh, he's still not there. He still gives away some free kicks, but I think obviously he's been spoken to because I do think he's kind of um, you know, tempered that a little. Uh, but, you know, he just had the 15 disposals, uh, 10 kicks, five handballs, uh, three tackles, uh, and one goal too. So um, we talked about that one where he, he needed to dish it off, you know, you know slam the ball into the post um, you know, when we could have had a much easier avenue to goal. So he's still not... Uh, you know, playing at his optimum level, but uh, I do think he's slightly improving. But you know, he's, he's nowhere near where he was, you know, a couple of years ago. No, and he is definitely improving. And like, you can never question his effort uh, or intent, uh, but it is just his decision making at times. So, look, I think he had a um, 
yeah, a solid game for us. I'd have to say, um, you know, the goal he kicked was good. Um, but, you know, certainly if you've got other blokes running beside you, you have to give that uh, that ball off, um, you know, because you had blokes like Peter Wright, Zach Merritt, just ready for the pass uh, to slam one through. And, um, yeah, so hopefully uh, he improves in that area. But, um, no, it's good to see him at least get a few tackles and uh, and bob up for a few scoring opportunities. So, um, yeah, solid game, I'd have to say, for Dev Smith. Zach Merritt, we've both given him, you know, pretty much nearly top votes. Um, he had a fantastic game and continued his great season. Yeah, he did, mate. Absolute ripper from Zach Merritt and uh, six more years, mate. Love that. Yeah. Uh, Marty Gleeson came in and did his job. Um, you know, he he's a very dependable player when he comes in. You know, uh, probably holding the fort until Dyson comes back, which is probably likely this week. So Hep should be back against the Suns. Um, but with the news of Redmond being rubbed out, he's probably holding his spot um, if uh, that doesn't get overturned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought Mike Gleeson played a really important role for us. He seemed to be playing a fair bit on uh, Johannesson. Uh, and Johannesson was was fairly quiet. So really stifled his, his influence, uh, which is great to see. The other thing I really liked about his game, mate, uh, which is something he hasn't been known for previously, but uh, he laid six tackles. Um, so he showed real physical intent there, uh, which is great for Marty. Um, yeah, had the 12 disposals uh, in the end uh, and used the ball really well, went at about 92% there. So uh, great work from Marty. Uh, two intercept possessions, two score involvements, which is uh, pretty good there. Um, so, yeah, it was really good to see him play. Um, yeah. Just a confident brand of footy down back. So um, good stuff from uh, from Marty Gleeson. Uh, Dylan Shield, you know, it was a third game back, I think, now, mate. Um, mm. He, uh, you know, you could see him running onto the ball pretty well. His kicking uh, was pretty off, I thought. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's still good to have him out on the side. And I think he, you know, for sides that want to do all their work onto Merritt and um, Parrish, I think he can still burn teams um, as he gets more settled. Mm. Um, I think the knock on him is always his, you know, the efficiency with the ball. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, it's much better to have him in the side. And um, yeah, I just think with uh, Dill, he's just got to, um, you know, keep persevering, getting that game touch back, and um, you know, you know that, that midfield looks so much better when you look at it, and you've got you know Stringer, Parrish. Um, you know, you've got Shield and obviously Merritt. So, um, and to think, right, in the coming weeks, Jai Caldwell and uh, Andy McGrath and Kyle Langford all could have a chance of coming back, uh, you know, for, you know, before the finals. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty good news. Uh, if some of those blokes can come back and if we do manage to play finals, we'll have a few blokes uh, ready to take to the park. So some hot competition for spots there. Uh, but for Dylan Shield, um, yeah, he just seems to be improving uh, week in, week out, uh, having recovered uh, from that injury. His ball use wasn't ex- wasn't exactly uh, fantastic, but uh, the fact he was fine in the footy and started to go for those uh, you know, burst runs um, out of the centre. Uh, it's promising, of course. We'd, we'd love him to use the ball a bit better or even uh, – just pin the ears back and have a ping. Uh, yeah, we know he's got a really good boot on him. I actually wouldn't mind seeing him just uh, 
you know, Rooster won from 55 out because uh, he's got the capability for it, but he just seems to, to doubt himself in those situations. But look, in terms of the uh, the game itself, yeah, I thought he'd equip himself quite well with the 19 disposals, uh, had six clearances, uh, 295 metres gained. And yeah, as he continues to um, come back up to the speed of AFL footy and um, I suppose you know, re sort of cement his, his spot in the side, I think he's uh, developing um, that uh, quite well. So um, I'm sure it'll only improve from here. Uh, Aaron Francis started the game well, made a couple of goals in the first half. Um, he still took seven marks and uh, yeah, I just think we've got to keep persevering with him. But more importantly, mate, he looked like he was in a good space, um, mm. especially after the game. He looked really excited to get the win. And, you know, you can see he's a popular teammate. So uh, really good work by Aaron Francis. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, he's in a good space now and um, you know, can finish the season off well. Absolutely, mate. Um, look to get two goals and a goal assist against your name. That's uh, that's pretty bloody good effort. Um, you know, at the start of the game, he certainly looked like he um, he could have tore it apart. You know, if a couple of these marks had just stuck a little bit. Um, uh, but even then, he, he took seven marks. It was it was good to see him actually like he uh, play up forward um, and then float down and help out the defenders a bit. I thought he played quite a good role there. Um, yeah, whether that took a bit out of his tank or not, not sure because he only managed the eight disposals. But um, you know. I thought he uh, played a very solid game for us. Uh, four score involvements, four contested positions. Um, so I thought he had a um, yeah, fairly solid game for us, mate. And then Tom Cutler uh, picked up some votes in the Don Scarce medal, mate. But, um, yeah, fantastic to see him uh, growing in confidence. Mm. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a nice size player. Like we questioned his uh, want for physicality. But... Um, he certainly seems to be improving in that area and also like you know, taking the game on and his kicking seemed a bit better too. You know, I think sometimes that self-doubt uh, led to some pretty miserable disposal um, despite him having such a, a long leg on him. But, uh, yeah, I just reckon that he's uh, you know, a player that's really surprised me uh, the last few weeks and, you know, he's found a spot in that halfback play. Yeah, he um, he had a really solid game. Uh, and as you say, with that kicking, mate, like there was uh, a couple in particular, I remember like one where he's on the half back there and, you know, the dogs look to be uh, shutting off our, uh, our move to the to the centre. Uh, so he actually kicked it over the top, uh, almost on the boundary to Clark, I think it was, uh, which basically went over uh, the line of dogs defenders, which allowed us to uh, move the ball up the ground. So I thought it was a really clever kick from... From Cutler there, um, yeah, another couple of other entries like where he, I think he uh, delivered one to to uh, Peter Wright, so uh, used it really well. Um, you know, we saw him make three tackles, um, so uh, showed a lot more physical intent. And as you said, mate, like those eight marks, um, like there, that's the sort of point of difference he can make as a taller player uh, uh, to take a few grabs here and there, but. What I really loved about his game was, um, you know, he offered a lot of good link-up play uh, and had 636 metres gained. And that's the kind of stuff that this bloke's capable of, mate. Um, you know, he's a booming kick. He's a really good runner. Uh, so he's got all the tools. And that's one thing that I don't think anyone's ever questioned. He's got the tools to be a AFL-level uh, player. Now that he can um, 
show a bit of confidence. Like he really seemed to be um, playing quite a solid game. So yeah, well done to Tom Cutler. I'd say a really good game from him. And yeah, I want that to be his standard. Um, you know, when he takes the field, that's the level of intent he's going to show. Uh, I'm sure it will take a bit more development to to get to that space. But um, look, games like that aren't doing his uh, chances at continuing his AFL career um, any harm. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll see how the uh, how the list management goes at the end of the year. But yeah, for this game, really solid performance. Nick Cox, mate, um, had a pretty much a typical uh, Nick Cox game, mate. Yeah. You know, you know, Nine disposals, six kicks, three marks, uh, sorry, four marks and three handballs, um, two tackles. Um, yeah, you know, he's played the whole season, uh, mate, hasn't yeah. missed a game. So for a first-year player that didn't play footy last year, uh, that's an amazing achievement mm. by Nick. And, uh, you know, he might not stand out all the time, but, you know, I think we're going to see the winds of these kind of development into him uh, in future years. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, it's sort of funny because even though he only had the nine disposals, he seemed to have a bit more impact than that. Um, I don't know, maybe just the way I, I saw the game, but, you know, particularly those those big marks he took, you know, four marks, fantastic uh, from the young bloke. And uh, it was interesting to note as well from his nine possessions, uh, actually used the ball at 100%. So you'd take that. Um, so I, I thought he had a pretty solid game for us. Um you know, obviously he's, he's still developing and all the rest of it, but I thought, you know, he showed signs where he can read the play really well. So, uh, no, I'd say another solid game for Nick Cox. Uh, Jordan Ridley, again, uh, both got votes from us, mate. Um, yeah, we just think he's a fabulous defender. Um, you know, just had the, uh, you know, 17 disposals, 13 kicks, four handballs and five marks and two tackles, but Gee, he's just so composed. And, you know, probably that one missed kick I remember where he's you know, under mm. pressure and it went to the Bulldogs. But apart from that, um, you know, he's such a reliable player for us. And, you know, his, his markings really improved, especially in the contest. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, took a few big grabs there. Um, so another fantastic game from Jordan Ridley. Just so dependable. Uh, so he cannot, uh, you know, sort of undersell his importance to the side. Uh, absolutely brilliant for us. So, another great game from Rids. Uh, uh, Laverde, uh, yeah, we saw him with the shoulder last week, mate. It was quite brave of him to play, and mm. he copped another knock during the game. I noticed, but uh, yeah, he's what a what a season he's had. Like, you know, he's given away centimeters and weight. Uh, you know, started on Bruce, and Bruce, you know, had the early burst of kicking a couple of goals. But geez, uh, been a really good defender for us, and. I really found his spot, and more importantly, apart from having the sore shoulder, he, he stayed out of major injury uh, mm. problems, which was uh, yeah, which had really inherited him every um, every kind of season, uh, yeah, since he started. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he's uh, yeah, breathing a relief that he's been able to play on, um, you know, and not have the large interruptions. Absolutely, mate. Uh, look again, this is a, a game we could almost give him votes. Uh, you know, only the 15 disposals, but nine intercept possessions, James. Uh, absolutely yeah. fantastic with the five marks there. Um, uses the ball well, as always. 328 metres gained at uh, 86, 87%. Um, so, all right, this bloke, um, 
He stands up game in, game out. Yes, he had a few goals kicked on him, but I thought he really stood up in the day. Uh, and to continue battling it out with that that shoulder injury, he must be in a fair bit of pain, mate, but he battles through. And as you say, mate, to have him out in the park, uh, basically every game this year, from um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's just fantastic to see. Uh, so well done to Jaden Laverde. Another great game from him. Uh, Archie Perkins gets a game added to his uh, career tally, um, but he was not you, so we can't really add too much about Archie on this occasion, mm-hmm. um, despite my daughter telling him he still looked good on the bench. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so apart from that, then we move on to James Stewart, who I thought was really had a was really touched up last week. Um, I thought he really rebounded well in this game, and yeah, he gave away a free kick here and there, but. Uh, yeah, his effort, especially that one in the goal square, mate, where he's like a goalkeeper and you know threw his body at the ball and you know put a big save in. Um, you know, I just felt he looked pretty. You know, played a much improved game. You know, thirteen disposals, seven kicks, six handballs, five marks, and you know, it was a much improved effort from uh, the week before. Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, for mine, he started the game a little bit shaky, but he certainly warmed into it, mate. Um, managed the six intercept possessions, um, 30 disposals all up, uh, and used the ball really well. So went at 92% uh, accuracy with the foot there. So fantastic work there from uh, Jimmy Stewart. Um, yeah, and taking those big marks uh, is is really important. And I think, um, you know, while he's, you know, he hasn't been a world beater, uh, he's, he's playing a real solid role for us. Um, so another big preseason, another year of development uh, as a defender, uh, you think should uh, really help me out there um, because a bloke his size, uh, you know, doesn't come every day of the week. So I think we really have to work on him um, and work with him to, um, you know, have him fill those roles for us. And I think he's he's doing that. Uh, I think he played a solid game without being outstanding. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what he's able to bring next week. And um, just on him, uh, Truck hasn't gone into the kit bag and tried to push him forward. He's played him solely as a defender. And um, I kind of thought, you know, with Hooker, when he went out of the side, I wondered if Truck would go down that route. But, um that he, he stuck uh, to his guns and played him down back exclusively. And, uh, and, and we've seen um, it's been Francis that's gone forward. So um, Truck must really see a defender in um, James Stewart. So uh, he's, uh, he's got a lot of faith in him. Um, Nick Hyde, got plenty of the ball, mate. I've got to say, I felt nervous every time he had the ball inside <laughs> their forward 50. Uh, just his disposal was pretty boring. Some mm. of his decision-making... Um, yeah, you know, uh, he's still, you know, it's a great player, you know, the way he uses his pace and uh, that run where you said, mate, he tripped over his feet a bit, but um, still had the composure to get off a handball and, and set us up for an attack um, was great as well. But, yeah, I just got a little bit nervous, mate, when he was getting the ball because uh, he turned the ball over a little bit in dangerous areas. Yeah, he did. It was those kicks across the goal, goal face that uh, really worried me. Um you know, look honestly, looking at his game, he um, like he battled hard for for everything. Um, yeah, twenty three disposals, uh, and he did use the ball fairly well. So still went at eighty two percent use there. 
but it was just those times where he'd cough it up, which uh, obviously as a defender, uh, you know, you get you get penalised a, a bit more than uh, than you would as a forward or, uh, or a midfielder sometimes. But look, he, he continues to work work hard all game. Uh, 339 metres gained. Um, that shows he was uh, really useful for us in uh, you know, getting the ball out of that back 50 and uh, up a bit. Actually managed four score involvements and four intercept possessions. So, um, yeah, I think for, for all his sins, he, um, he did uh, battle fairly well for us. Gave away three free, free kicks, though. So that's an area of his game he really needs to work on. Uh, but still, I'd say he had a, a fairly solid game for us. Yeah. Um, Jake Stringer, mate. Uh, um, Peter Wright. Peter How could I miss him? He's two <laughs> metres tall, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, seven goals too, mate. Um, I think I, I'm just thinking of uh, he got all the votes uh, from us, mate. Uh, <laughs> what's more to say about Peter Wright? You're getting no, ready. Yeah. No, but fantastic game by Peter Wright. And, um, I, I gave him the best on and you gave him second best on, mate. Seven goals straight. What a great uh, kicking display. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, not much more you can add to that. Um, fantastic display from him. And it was interesting to see that uh, text exchange between he and Hep um, during the week, mate, where Hep backed him in to kick five uh, and he's gone two better. So, uh, no, well done to Peter Wright. And, uh, you know, just love to uh, see the big bloke take those big clunks and take his opportunity. So, well done. What I took out of that, mate. Dyson Heppel, you were wrong. Um, <laughs> so, no, but a uh, fantastic call by the captain. Um, and as you say, it was only two out, but um, yeah, really good uh, faith in him. And you wonder, if, you know, those little things, you know, that we don't see as fans uh, during the week, do they have an impact on players' psyche? You know, you know does that make a difference to Peter Wright when he, he's, uh, you know, from his captain? Yeah, I think he can have a huge performance coming up this game, you know. You'd have to say, um, you know, without having a degree in psychology, mate, it would make a difference. So um, I guess they're the things that captains do that as fans we don't always see. So Absolutely. good play by Dyson Heppel as well, even off the ground, so off the park. <laughs> so uh, well done and well done to Peter. Uh, Jake Stringer, mate, um, you know, could have easily got votes. Uh, didn't have a lot of as much of the ball as he, he has had to had. Um, yeah, I felt like a stutter there, sorry. Um, he had 13 disposals, seven kicks, six handballs, two marks, six tackles, which is a great effort. Um, mm. And I felt early in the game, especially, he just was missing so many tackles. So, mm. um, yeah, the Bulldogs were kind of dancing around him a bit. But, um, yeah, just his clearance work, mate. You know, he's just so good in those clearances now. And, um, you know, the way he's using the footy out of those clearances to set up attacking shots for us. So, you know, it was a really good game by him, despite only having the 13 disposals. Absolutely, mate. Those uh, seven clearances, fantastic. And you could see the, the dogs were a bit worried about him. Like, you know, he tried to break it out of the centre, but he had someone hanging on him the whole time. So they put a lot of time into him. Um, but he still managed two goal assists. Um, so fantastic work from, uh, from Jake Stringer. Actually ended up with uh, six score involvements and five centre clearances. So, um just brilliant work there with six in, inside 50s. So, um, look, even though he wasn't able to get on the scoreboard himself, he certainly helped blokes get involved in the game. So, uh, no, nah, really good game from Jake Stringer. Yeah, now, Mason Redmond, we just discussed, mate, that he's been 
home or he's been suspended for one game at this stage of the week. Um, you know, just announced, which is disappointing, um, and hopefully the club will appeal that. But uh, yeah, he's had the uh, eleven disposals, nine kicks, two ambles, uh, one mark, a couple of tackles. Um, yeah, he's not a huge. Uh, he didn't have huge possession rate, but yeah, I still felt like his work rate was you know pretty clear to see. Probably his kicking wasn't that great on the day, just at sixty four percent efficiency. Um, mm. But you know, uh, even say so, like I love the way his endeavour is out there, and he certainly um, is a real effort based player. Yeah, he is. I mean, I think he you know, he played a role for us, and um, you know, defended fairly tightly. You know, he he come in with a um, with a good bump or um, or a fist every now and then, I still think he's capable of a lot more than he's uh, currently putting out there on the park. So I'm not sure whether that's just um, a result of him trying to stay tight in his man, as opposed to using that real attacking flair, which we know he's capable of. Uh, but in any case, um, he still played uh, pretty well. So I'd have to say uh, a solid game from Mason Ribbon, and uh, yeah, hope the club fights that and, and gets him off so he can play next week. Yeah, uh, Mac Welty, um, he only had seven disposals, mate, but as I said, he's a real effort-based player. He had the seven disposals only, four kicks, three ambles, three marks, three tackles. Um, so you didn't see a lot of him, but I don't know. There's something about him when he's playing that, you know, because of his efforts and so forth, I just think there'd be a lot of stuff that's not on a stat sheet that where he, mm. you know, holds his opponent uh, or negates his opponent. So, yeah, I always feel better when he's in the side. To be honest. Yeah, he does the he does the tough things, uh, the things that don't look all glamorous. Um, you know, there was that um, uh, sort of spoil toward the boundary where the dogs look for all money to be able to exit the, the ball there and he, he kept the ball in our side of the ground. So that was fantastic work. You know, he's, he's three tackles there. Uh, and you'd imagine he's a type of bloke who'd be difficult to play against. Like he'd be in your face the whole day. Um, so I, yeah, I'm the same as you, mate. Well, um, while the stat sheet might, um, you know, look uh, fairly unassuming. Uh, yeah. I think he, offers a lot to the side in terms of that physicality and toughness. And it's also his versatility. I mean, he's, he's shown his ability to play at all ends of the ground. He'll play a role for you, um, whether it's down back, whether it's up forward. You know, he's got a bit of a Joe the Goose to kick that goal. So, um, you know, he can play a role for you. He's more than willing to, you know, put his body on the line for the side. Um, so I thought he played a solid game, mate. Yeah. Um, a player that's come in, mate, and I didn't think... You know, again, you know, he had that huge ankle injury, uh, Dylan Clark, and I wasn't sure if he would um, be recalled before, you know, the end of the season and whether he'd, you know, hold his spot on the list. But um, yeah, he's been really good as well, and I thought he had a really good game. Uh, 19 disposals, 10 kicks, 9 ambles, uh, 5 marks, and you know, 4 tackles. So, yeah, I don't think he really plays a, a good role for us when he plays. Yeah, he um, he loves the tough stuff, doesn't he, mate? With the the tackles, the the clearances, just uh, getting in and under, getting his hands on the pill, uh, and he's obviously got a good ability to to find it and hunt it. Um, but yeah, for me, the his shortfall is still his disposals. Um, you know, you never know where the ball's going to go when he puts it on his boot. Um, but in saying that, um, you know, I guess you can't undersell that value of being able to find and 
and, and take control of, of the footy. Um, so, you know, he might have, um, yeah, he might be able to impress the coaches and try to win another year uh, in the system, try to work on those shortcomings in terms of his disposal, and uh, kicking efficiency, all the rest of it. Um, he certainly has the ability to play a role for us. Uh, what that role is, um, you know, I'm not completely sold. Um, it's as a forward, but, um, you know, certainly for blokes who can find the footy um, and don't mind the hard stuff, they're, they're handy, to, handy players to have in the side. So I guess we'll see how we go. But obviously for the uh, for this particular game, I thought he was, uh, you know, solid for us. Yeah, it's got to be remembered. Uh, we've still got Caldwell and McGrath on the sideline. So mm. um, these are the guys that will, you know, will want to try and get into the side. Uh, so uh, that'll be where it's hard to win, uh, retain your position, especially mm. for players like Welfie and Clark and, and that when you start getting some quality available. Um, mate, uh, Will Snelling, what an effort-based player. Yeah? We talk about Mac Welfie. Mm. Um, his possession rate was down on, on what he usually does. It's 12 disposals, uh, four kicks, eight handballs, two marks. But the big one for him, mate, 10 tackles. Uh, you know, he tackles so well. You just see he's like a real nuggety kind of player. And, um, you know, again, just that kind of pressure really adds to our, um, you know, chances for uh, scores. Certainly does, mate. Um, nah, it's great work from from Snelling. Actually had uh, four score involvements as well. So, um, you know, while he, uh, you know, he got, a, he got a point, but he didn't, uh, didn't hit the goals on this occasion. But he certainly, uh, you know, helped the side with that. Pressure game and um, you know, getting those score involvement. So, uh, look, really solid game from played his role and uh, and did it well. So, well done to Will Snelling. Yeah, Sam Durham. Um, again, uh, you know, impressed me, mate. He's playing a bit on the half back line and mm. um, you know, he's a bit on the wing as well. Um, again, he he got sidestepped a few times, but I, I just felt like uh, you know, his effort to really chase and harass. Um, definitely you know, led to some Bulldogs entries that wouldn't have been as clean without him, uh, you know, without him, you know, putting the heat on. Yep. Uh, 15 disposals, five kicks, 10 handballs, three marks, just a one tackle. And as I said, I, I just felt he missed his tackles a bit, you know, yep. was, but his effort was fantastic. Yeah, it certainly was, mate. Um, yeah, had uh, five score involvements and two goal assists, so. Um, brilliant work from him, and he, he loves the in and under stuff. Had three clearances as well. Um, so look, this is a bloke picked up in mid season, and uh, the way he's just taken to uh, play an AFL level footy, fantastic. So, um, thank you to the Tigers development squad, um, much appreciated. But, um, look, he, he's playing a really good role for us, um, loving what he's offering, and he uses the ball so well. Uh, you know, not only does he do the tough stuff, but he he actually uh, shows a bit of control and composure with the footy in hand. So, um, no, great to see. So, another solid game from Durham. Uh, Tipper, mate, he, again, looks a bit down on form. Um, you, know, you know, still not looking 100%. Uh, just the five disposals again, which is uh, about four or five weeks in a row, mate. Um, mm. So, you know, he's, he does, doesn't look – something looks amiss to mm. me. Uh, still kicked the goal, which was important, but um, yeah, he's missing some, you know, some of his uh, great, uh, you know, challenges on tackles that 
you know, he usually has that burst of pace that really pressures the other team. I, mm. I think for some reason he must be carrying something. The club's just reluctant to drop him. I, I think, you know, they just, they just keep playing him. And maybe not drops the right word more. They don't want to give him that week to rest. Mm. Um, so maybe it's an injury that, you know, if they give him the rest, he might stiffen up. So they want to keep him out in the park. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, he looks a bit down on form. Yeah, he does. I mean, he looked less proppy this game, I have to say. Like, seemed to be running a little more freely. So, hopefully, he's recovering from uh, whatever he's got. But certainly um, isn't showing that burst speed. Uh, it was good he got that goal and as well as the uh, goal assist to Peter Wright there. But, um, look, certainly he's, we know him as a player. He's, he's capable of a lot more than that. Uh, but, um Look, whatever, whatever that ails him, uh, hopefully he recovers soon because uh, we certainly uh, will need him uh, if we are to make a thrust to the finals. Yeah. Uh, and Alec Waterman, mate, um, yeah, kicked that really important goal in the last. Um, just the seven disposals, four kicks, three handballs and two marks uh, and no tackles. Um, but, you know, I still like him in the side, mate. Uh, I think he can be... A real damaging player, uh, given the right opportunities, and um, I can see why you know he's getting opportunities in the senior side. Mm. But having said that, I think he still needs to do a little bit more to you know, make certain of his position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he does play a role for us, as you say, mate. Um, but you know that physicality that he's able to show in the VFL, like he had ten tackles or something the week before. Uh, he needs to show that at AFL level, and um, he's certainly capable of it. Um, yeah, we've seen he can be a good use of the footy, like that run on the wing I talked about where he delivered it beautifully to Francis uh, on the flank there. Uh, that was really great work, but we just need to see more efforts like that. Um, and, uh, like, the good thing was when he had that shot on goal, I think he was almost forced to have that shot because he couldn't find another free, uh, free bloke in that forward 50 area. Um, and uh, like it, it's good that he was forced to take the kick because he kicked it beautifully. So hopefully that helped his confidence because I think he's he seems the type of player to sort of second guess himself. Well, certainly in recent uh, weeks, but if you're in there in the forward line, you're there as a goal kicker. Uh, your job is to kick goals, so it's no good, uh, you know, handing it off to someone else if if that's your job. So. Um, good to see him kick that goal. Hopefully he takes a bit of confidence from that. Um, you know. I'll, I still think he had a fairly average game uh, overall. Um, but, you know, as I say, hopefully, um, you know, it takes a bit of confidence from that game. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll see what he's what he's got to show for us against Gold Coast. Yeah, well, that's it, mate. We've got through them all. Um, again, it was a great performance by the club and the team. And, mate, I guess we've got um, those next two games which are going to be so important. But I'm really looking forward to um, you know, the challenge ahead. We're still waiting on the venue, I believe, for the game this week. Mm. Uh, let's hope it's in Melbourne. Uh, but if not, I'm pretty sure we can um, you know, definitely get a win um, you know, if we play anywhere near the level we played on Sunday. So uh, until then, go Bombers. Go Dons. <laughs>